Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I am joined by Abdul Ahmed of Adesso Man. Abdul and his partners founded Adesso Man in 2016 as a passion project to change the landscape of the men's fashion and lifestyle market. Little did they know the impact they were about to have. Abdul, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Seth. Really excited to be here. All right. It's my pleasure. So let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Because obviously you did other things before founding Adesso Man. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, basically, the idea kind of popped up from working in the retail industry for quite a while, been in the industry for 14 plus years. But my background is in uh, branding and marketing and strategy. Uh, But seeing a niche in the men's market, there wasn't a lot of options for guys, especially unique uh, men's accessories, um, you know, kind of all your essentials. And men usually have to go to multiple shops to to find everything that they're looking for. And we don't really enjoy shopping too, too much, but- uh, I am uh, your target market. That is exactly. So that was the problem we were trying to solve. And that's where the idea came up with, uh, with me, myself, and then my co-founders that I brought on um, to the team. But we, we were out to kind of solve this issue where it came to the accessibility of, of uh, unique accessories for men. Awesome. So tell everybody watching and listening how you solve that problem. What is Adesso Man and how are you different? Yeah. So Adesso Man is uh, is a men's lifestyle brand. We started off being an accessory company and since have evolved into a more uh, holistic brand that that includes grooming, personal care, leather products, uh, fashion accessories. We're, We're moving into apparel. Uh, but since uh, since we, we saw that there was a niche in the market where, where the options for men were limited, uh, we, we, get, we set out to find, source, design unique products that were also affordable, uh, that really helped elevate the way people look, uh, and, and more importantly, how they feel. So it wasn't just about, you know, looking good, the superficial aspect of fashion. Uh, what makes us different is we really, really want to help uh, men feel good about themselves, uh, feel comfortable within their own skin to be able to express uh, their fashion or how they feel, uh, whatever way that they want. And we wanted to be able to provide a comfortable in, in, a space for them to be able to do that. Awesome. And then um, you launched in 2016. Are you online only or is there also a physical component? 
Yeah, so it was. It's really interesting because we we our original strategy was to be an e-commerce brand, and um, you know we went into it uh, thinking we we're going to take over the world, but obviously things don't really turn out that way. Uh, especially in the e-commerce space, is a lot of competition. Being able to to uh, set yourself apart and also learn the way how people shop and behave online is it was a little bit different. Coming from a brick and mortar. Uh, physical retail background myself. It's kind of where my expertise were. So we changed our strategy a little bit to really focus on building a, a really co great core foundational customer base. And we started doing that by uh, really, really getting in front of our customers, uh, pop-ups, markets, um, uh, partnerships and collaborations with other retailers. And, and so we were able to establish ourselves um, here in Canada, uh, specifically within our region, uh, in our city here in Calgary. Uh, expand out to other cities. And, and so that really helped us build our brand recognition and awareness. Um, so a little bit of a flip as to what people are doing these days. Uh, but we find that our products are one of those products that you want to touch and feel and experience. And along with that, our personal expertise and how we can service our customers um, really pay dividends. And we brought a lot of our experiences into that. And we wanted to create more of a unique um, elevated experience for, for our customers where they felt felt comfortable to, like I said, express themselves. Uh, and we were able to educate them and really train people in understanding what fashion is and how it applies to their life. Because especially a lot of men maybe find it very taboo when it comes to styling and, and going out there and putting themselves out there in that way. So we wanted to make it easy for them. Um, by, by be, being able to have a physical space. So we were able to really grow our company through this model over the last four years. Okay, awesome. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you have different ways of delivering physical um, assistance in that area, right. plus the online side. That's right. That's okay, right. so I know I you know you'd mentioned pop-ups. Do, do you have any physical bricks and mortar yeah, so locations? We, so we've we've got two physical brick and mortar locations. We consider ourselves fully omni-channel for so we have our e-commerce distribution, we have our uh, physical brick and mortar stores. We we're also in other retailers as well. So uh, yeah, so we're we're kind of using the full omni-channel model right now. Awesome. What percentage of your business comes from physical versus your brick and mortar versus online versus other sort other people selling it for you? So it's about 70, 75, 20, 25, 75 being our, our brick and mortar, surprisingly. Uh, and Canada is a little bit behind when it comes to e-commerce. So we see about 5% of our sales coming from e-commerce and then 20% from other retailers um, that we're in. So how did you go about establishing relationships for getting where you got other retailers to sell your product, taking shelf space? Uh, you know what? It's you got to knock on doors and that's all it was. It was relationship building, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, cold calling, reaching out, sending products. Uh, I really think sending products out uh, to really showcase what you're about, especially if you're a new brand, um, really pays dividends. Um, and you, you just have to be confident, go in and, and be really believe in your product. And uh, that was kind of our, uh, our strategy around that. How have you had to pivot your business since COVID? Um, interestingly enough, uh, since COVID, obviously from a product standpoint, we really had to think about what our product mix looks like. 
Um, you know, we really wanted to offer COVID friendly products. Um, I think personal care and grooming was a huge part of that. So we saw a massive uptick in, in uh, the demand for those products of, you know, just shaving or personal care because you're at home wanting to take care of yourself. So that was a huge pivot for us. But also uh, from a messaging standpoint, we really evolved as a company this year and really looked at our priorities and how we wanted to make an impact in people's lives. And especially with COVID right now, we wanted to be able to give back to our community as much as possible. So we really uh, launched initiatives where we could support our, uh, our local community and the community at large getting through uh, COVID, uh, offering resources, um, be, workshops, uh, reaching out uh, to the vulnerable people in our community, um, financial support as well, uh, creating awareness around homelessness and, and other issue, mental health issues that may be arising from COVID, which brought quite a bit of, um, of, of new eyes on our, our company. But I, I also felt like we were fulfilling a larger mission uh, as a brand. And, uh, and, and that's kind of become um, basically our, our, you know, a new direction forward and being a more of a purpose-driven brand. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Where did, uh, where did you have to pivot in terms of the way you marketed your bricks and mortar locations? You know, honestly, uh, we, we have an amazing, um, follower, um, from a social media standpoint, we really took advantage of our, our, um, our newsletter and email marketing for sure. Uh, you know, paid ads, it's, it's really interesting. It was, it's a competitive, it's a competitive industry. And, um, but we, again, we keep kept a localized um, strategy where, you know, we really wanted to promote shopping small and shop, uh, supporting local brands and uh, the messaging really shifted towards, towards, you know, um, towards that. And we, we saw that pay dividends for us as well. Awesome. How has your e-commerce, the e-commerce part of your business shifted in the last year? Um, you know, a lot more attention into it for sure. Uh, really honing it, toning it, optimizing it, um, really thinking about it from a perspective of the consumer. A lot of times as brands, uh, we get caught up in our own thoughts and our own bubble and what we perceive our brand to be. And we really forget about who, the, who, who it's for and the people that we're serving. So we're, so we really dove into consumer behavior and, and consumer mentality and really wanted to structure our website in a way that it offered value off the bat. So, so from, from the products we carried our messaging, how we laid out our website, uh, to the messaging in our ads, uh, we really started to dig deep about what's the emotional impact that we want to have on our customers. I always say from a marketing standpoint, I talk to my team, it has to be a transformational experience. You're trying to take people from point A to point B closer to, to, to them achieving their deepest desires and goals and whatever that looks like. And as a brand, how can we be able to support that transformation? So that was the messaging, that real emotional change and impact that we wanted to create in our customers. And, and, and that it, it, we really felt good about that. You know, it felt like we were doing something bigger than just trying to sell a bunch of cool products. And, and so on, we felt that that marketing approach from a long uh, term standpoint uh, pays a lot more dividends. A, a lot of a lot of e-commerce brands are really focused on conversions and acquisition costs. Uh, we're very much so focused on uh, long-term customer value and, and uh, increasing that as much as we can, and and creating uh, ambassador ambassadorship and, and fans and who will go out and promote our brand for us rather than us doing all the heavy lifting on our end. So yeah. Awesome. Talk, you talk a little bit about what's your, uh, your customer retention strategies. 
Yeah. So for our customer retention, uh, you know, we, we have a loyalty program that's in place already that we, you know, we, we definitely engage our customers on. And, and it's all about, again, value driven. Um, you know, we want to make sure our customers are engaging with us on a constant basis. So it starts with their loyalty program, but also constant content that we create educational content that is engaging that actually uh, provides resources for our customers outside of just product-based uh, content. And so that's, um, that's really helped with retention as well. And so, uh, yeah, so just providing value through content and our loyalty program has really helped us um, retain our customers, create ambassadors. You know, we have a referral program that connects with our loyalty program as, as well. But, uh, but yeah, just around the resources and the content that we create, I think that's been the biggest, biggest uh, winner for us. That is awesome. Over the last four years, what's been your biggest challenge that you had to overcome and what'd you learn from it? Yeah, so challenges, you know, it's it's growing pains. It's uh, a lot of it is as as a, as an entrepreneur, you come in with a specific skill set and then you're trying to do a lot of things by yourself and you realize you can't do that all of those things or you're not good at it or you're not passionate about it. So most of it is just finding the right pieces to fill in those gaps within your within your structure creating that structure. Um, I'm not an extremely structured person. I'm not an organized. I have a very ADD mind. So I definitely need an operations person that can really execute for me. So having that operational, um, you know, piece in play was, uh, was a challenge finding the right person or, or, or you know, offering um, that uh, ownership to those people to be able to take control of those things. That was a challenge. Um, you know, obviously, as you grow, you have the choice to grow organically or, you know, bring in private equity and things like that. So making those types of decisions is challenging, too, as how much control do you want? And, you know, what are you willing to give up to grow? And uh, so that's definitely been a challenge, but also changing consumer behavior. It's, COVID was a huge um, part of that. So um, really trying to build a brand that is evergreen, um, you know, being in demand and flexible enough to, to adapt to change because change is inevitable. And I, I say that a lot of brands get stuck in within their own ideology or what their brand should be. And they stop thinking about what the consumer actually wants and how the consumer is changing over time. So, so really understanding, getting outside of our own ego around our brand to be able to, to be flexible and change. That's always a challenge, but uh, you know, I feel like in the last year we've been taught a lot of lessons. So you know, we're super humble and, and we're willing to, we're willing to make the changes as we go and uh, being lean and being a smaller team, you have that advantage. And I know when you get to a certain point um, at scale, it's harder to, to achieve, but you know, I say, Hey, we're blessed that we're going through this at, at the stage that we are now so that we can be able to adjust and make the changes that we need to for the future. Awesome. Your passion's obvious. What do you like yeah. best about what you do? You know, honestly, um, first of all, it's just, I've been in fashion for a very long time. So I really enjoy that aspect of, of self-expression, but just in general, being able to, to, to do something that's a little bit different to, to change, uh, disrupt, um, and also chase a dream. Like, you know, it's, it's fun. You get to do what you want to do, uh, every single day and work with the people that you want to work with every single day. And, 
um, you know, hopefully bring change into people's lives or offer a different perspective or a different experience than most people and just enjoy the process. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. I come from an entrepreneurial family. My dad's been in business for a very long time. So um, yeah, it's just, I enjoy it. I love every single minute of what I do and I love the challenges that it comes with and, and the ups and the downs. And so um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It brings joy to my life for sure. That is awesome. What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you yet? Um, I don't know. I just think I just think from a from a philosophical standpoint, when it comes to retail and when it comes to business, I think we're in a massive shift right now. Um, I think a lot of businesses should definitely be thinking about what they can do um, outside of just making money, right? And it's about long-term impact on the people that you're trying to serve. So coming from a service mentality is really change the way that we do business and also the results that we're seeing and i think that the market is also demanding for that so you know if anything i'm going to leave people with is to really look within themselves from a business standpoint and see what they can do to to really help and change people and you know create a better world for future generations i know it sounds cliched and big big dreams but uh, it starts with that one spark and i think you know it can really really catch on and hopefully that's what happens going into the future that is absolutely awesome this is we thank you for your time we know it's incredibly valuable this has been seth green for sharkpreneur with abdul ahmed from adesso man where is the best place for folks to go to learn more about you and the brand amazing yeah you can check out our website it's uh adessoman.com you can check out our instagram at uh at at adesso man or on facebook as well I've got lots of resources and information on who we are and what we're all about. So we'd love for you guys to check it out. If you have any questions, you can always reach out directly, send us an email at dual at adesoman.com. So all right. appreciate your time, Seth. This was amazing. Um, good luck continuing this and uh, really excited to be a part of it as well. So Awesome. Thanks so much, Abdul. Thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.